0: Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, the Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher. And you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd. Two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! What the hell's going
1: on out here? Everybody's grabbing out there. Nobody's talking.
0: Get grabbing, everybody! trouble it's going to get
1: there 32 yesterday does he have a vintage moment in, in the end zone? It is for the win what's up everybody and welcome to average cheese i'm dale lobo alongside my co-host and longtime friend todd whitener and we are average cheese we offer a unique perspective and entertaining conversation on what we love to talk about more than anything the 13-time world champion green bay packers you can talk to us or find us on twitter at avgcheese, and you can also get a hold of us at email at avgcheese at gmail.com. we got a great show planned for today with a lot to talk about, so sit back, crack a cold one, and join us. So welcome to Episode 8 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel, this is Todd Weidner. Um, we've been on hiatus for the last couple of weeks as Todd moved from the islands of Hawaii to the East Coast. I was on vacation in the great state of Tennessee.
0: Well, it's good to be back. I mean,
1: we've had a long
0: uh, layoff here. There's a lot, of, a lot to get to today, for sure.
1: It feels a little bit strange to be back. Like, I feel like we're doing uh, this for the first time again. We were getting yeah. on a roll, and all of a sudden, we, we had about two weeks. I can't remember when the last time. Three? It's been too long. Some,
0: yeah, I think it's been around three. But, you know, being the average cheese, this is what, this is what happens.
1: It's and what we do. Life happens. Yeah, we got to do, do stuff that makes us money right (laughs) this is not it no it's not there's no average cheese patreon account or youtube channel and probably never will be we will always do this for free people because we care about you the listener all right so this is going to be the all slice edition which means that we're going to have just you know short topics we won't go super in depth into too many first one is Mike from Tosa thinks that Dale cusses too much, mm. which is great. So I got a message from Mike the other day, and he said, hey, I'm catching up on episode seven. First of all, I think that's awesome that Amon Green is doing your intro, and I couldn't agree more. Every yeah. time I listen to it, I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, probably, I listened to it many times when, I, when we got it, so it was yeah.
1: awesome. I don't think I cuss too much, but, of course, I cuss a lot, so... I feel like I've Did, cut down from my normal life experiences <laughs> outside of the classroom, of course.
0: Right. Did Mike include me in that or is, just, is he just singling
1: you out? Well, see, he just said he didn't say my name, so maybe he just meant us in general. No. I don't know. I, I, all right, Mike. I appreciate you. I will try to cuss. You know what? I'm going to go through this entire episode without cussing. That is going to be the goal. And maybe it would be our non our first non-E Explicit Ooh. average cheese podcast.
0: Let's see. Let's see if we can do it. We I can always cheat too. We can always cheat too by editing it if we do.
1: So. Yes, that's going to happen today. I'm, but I'm not going to cuss. I'm going to pretend like I'm back in the classroom,
0: and I'm not going to. There you cuss. go. The classroom edition.
1: Yeah, it's the average cheese classroom edition.
0: <laughs> Sweet.
1: Yeah. So here we go. So the first one, which I thought was super interesting, is the Packers made 500 million in profit and twenty nineteen. That just came out a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Where does I mean is that is that well above average?
1: Well it's interesting because they they're one of the few teams to report that, right?
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: It can't be good for the rest of the teams in the league. They can't really cry poverty when the Packers in the smallest market in the NFL are profiting five hundred million.
0: My guess is that it's, it's news because it's, it's, it's more than the, what their normal average is.
1: Well, in, last you know, year, they year. only profited less than a million. Wow. Well, where are they getting all this from? A lot of it, which was really surprising to me, a lot of their profit comes locally. Now, granted, really? you have the huge TV contract, right? Right. Here it is. National revenue increased from two hundred and seventy-four million to two hundred and ninety-six million, and the rest of it is local. So wow. over two hundred million dollars in local revenue. That's crazy. We support our team. You no know, question about and, that. And some, yeah. yeah, and then they you know they get they have that revenue sharing in the NFL. So they, they get a little bit of there, but it's not anywhere near what it was. Another expenses dropped. It's very interesting how things have gone. I wonder
0: if the schedule impacts that, like who they play. You know, if if certain fan bases are more willing to travel or in closer proximity to Green Bay to travel to Green Bay. I don't know. It's just something I was mulling over in my head.
1: Yeah, it is possible. I mean, if you look at like the Brewers when when the Cubs come to town, that the right. know, Chicago folks come up and spend money. So it's it's possible. But you play the Bears every year. Yeah. And yeah. The Vikings and, and the Lions, which are the closest teams, you know, geographically. Um, they had a lot less expenses this year than they did last year. Clearly, because you didn't all of a sudden make that much more money. You know, what I mean, they just spent less money.
0: Well, it's good they made that amount in 2019 because 2020 is not going to be so.
1: Oh God, yeah, right. I mean, they're talking about all these businesses that are going to go under, and it, it's inevitable, right? With all the less spending that's going on. You wonder what's going to happen to NFL franchises. It's not the Packers because the Packers are in a good sit, you know, situation financially. Right. But what about like the Jaguars or some shit? Yeah. Oh, geez. See? You Just did bust. it. You did it. All right. That's one. There's a quarter in the jar. But yeah, like what about the Jaguars or something? You know, how are they financially? Are they in a good spotlight? Yeah. And on that note, there will be no fans for the first two home games.
0: Yeah. Who, are the, who uh, I didn't even see which, which games those are. I think it's Atlanta is one of them.
1: Right. Atlanta and, and <clears throat> it's not Minnesota. They play on the road at Minnesota. Um, I, know, I know one of them Atlanta. I had it up here, and, of course, I, every time I do that, I'm like, oh, i can got to look up something else, which is a mistake. I just need to leave like 84 tabs open. Lions. Lions-Falcons. Lions That's on, not. That's, uh, not a, that's
0: not a huge miss. Okay. I mean, any game at Lambeau is a miss, right? I mean, sucks to not have, but – I guess my question too is like, is every NFL franchise making this their own call or is this the NFL saying all home games for everybody or is this just the Packers?
1: That's a good question.
0: Either way, I think it's the right call. I mean, as much as it sucks, it's probably the right call based on this latest uptick with covid so yeah it's terrible so it looks like we wouldn't have a so if, if that holds true i guess when is the first home game after that it would be lions lions first right and, and then, then vikings.
1: Adla- atlanta and then the atlanta vikings. okay yeah. so
0: the first home game would be against the vikings if we
1: get fans back it's an nfl decision that's what yeah. i'm reading here no okay. fans at the first two games Okay. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, I do. It's a difference in the amount of people that you're, you're pushing through the this, this stadium. But yeah. I wonder what the, the difference is between, you know, having, I don't know, 10,000 people in a stadium and mm-hmm. having none. I mean, I get it. It's 10,000 people that could, be, could have COVID and they're, you know, pushing and they're going to be near people. Yeah, but the numbers, too,
0: is like you can't just count just fans. You have to count the workers, right, the concession people, the people in the parking lot, security, all the people who work for the Packers organization, everyone who works at Lambeau. They're all going to be involved. So that's probably another several thousand people. That's, right? that's true. I
1: mean, I get it. I get
0: it. are they going to do space it out? Like if they do bring them fans back, are they going to like row by every other row or every other seat? Because you know, like sitting at Lambo, you are shoulder to shoulder, smashed. Right, right. Especially There's when it's zero, cold. No and sir. everybody's got big ass, you know, hunter green, or hunter green, hunter orange, um, big ass hunting jackets and snowmobile suits on and shit. It it gets really jammed in there, so you are tight quarters. It's bleacher seats everywhere. So
1: right, and they they certainly did not make those seats for the average size human in twenty twenty.
0: No. I mean, I've every game I've been to. You're just it's shoulder to shoulder,
1: and sitting so. on the end when it's cold out. When yeah, everybody's got mm-hmm. their seventeen layers of clothes on. You are mm-hmm. your ass is hit we're, we're, twice. We've already. I forget it. it. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a cuss episode. I can't do it. Yeah. I'll try better next time. Can't be. That's done. fifty cents in a jar. I was just thinking, like the economic impact on Green Bay is going to be ugly. Yeah, it will be for everybody, right? It's going to be for everybody, right? I totally agree with that. I was reading somewhere that 90,000 people on average come to Green Bay for training camps. Oh, yeah. So right now they're losing out on that revenue. Um, And I want to say, I can't remember. I want to say it was like, it's a stupid number of how much a Packer home game brings into Green Bay. I want to say it was 15 million. It was something big for the economy. I wonder if it's going to even when
0: they're not at home is the stadium going to be open like the atrium and stuff for tours and all that other stuff. That I'm sure all that stuff will be shut down too.
1: Yeah. So that's a different thing, but that doesn't that's not going to bring in 15 no. million. And they're already in the hole from it being shut down
0: earlier in the year. I want to
1: say that that beautiful facility that they created across the street with the big hill and all the all yeah. the football stuff I think that is going to stay open but it's not going to have the you know the activities yeah that they have it's just open overall people. I
0: think it's I think the NFL is making the right call here I mean yeah it's it's going to be weird it's going to be weird to watch it's going to be weird to experience I'm sure for the players it's going to be extremely awkward but If they're going to move ahead with games, this is probably the right
1: call. you got to figure something out. we got to sacrifice something for sure to make sure that long-term things are going to make it. I agree. It's a freaking mess. DeGora signed. All the rookies are signed now. Yep. They really seem to be bringing in guys like that. You know what I mean? That body size. Like, is tight end going to be the new thing? Like, the tight end H-back thing? Is that going to... See an uptake, new, a trend. Yeah, the new
0: hybrid. They're not looking at like the, the the usual like the tall, you know, Jimmy Graham type. I don't know why I even brought him up as an example. Like but um, oh, God, and uh, I don't know because he's definitely not. I'm gonna see like six, six two, six two something yeah. like that. So yeah, maybe this is the the future of the NFL offense. Looking for these hybrid players that are you can plug and play in different. Different schemes, different multiple positions, you know, that kind of thing. But good to see he's in.
1: Yeah. I-, I wonder why they, when they're rookies, they really kind of, especially if they wait long like Dagora did, they kind of get slotted. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see like, okay, this guy ahead of you made this, and this guy behind you made this. You- you're basically in between them somewhere. Right. So I don't know what the advantage is to, I don't want to call it holding out, but to not right. getting to a contract right away. It seemed to benefit.
0: be an, maybe it's an agent thing, the agent that you're with. Maybe they're lobbying something. I don't know because they really have the control,
1: right? The agent. I mean, yeah. I don't know. If you're a first round pick, I guess I don't get it at any point, really. If you're a first round pick, you have a little bit more leverage, but you really don't have a a huge variance in what you make. And as you go farther down the list, second, right. third round, then I mean, you have even less leverage. If you were that great, you would have been drafted in the first round, buddy. Yeah. But whatever. I'm glad he's in. You know, he's he in. Can. And Funchess is out. Yeah. He's so. the only Packer to opt out. Oh, um, he is the only? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So I was looking it up because I wanted to see, like, how are other teams impacted? It? And for the most part, I don't want to call them stars, but there's no star. There's no Pro Bowl guy, um, maybe minus the Chiefs lineman, uh, who's a, also a, a doctor. Mm-hmm. who was opted out. But Funches, if I look at the list, Funches might be the biggest name. I mean, probably because he's a Packer. I care about him more. But that's a big that's a big problem for the Packers, I think.
0: Yeah, it'll be a big – I mean, my take on it is that, I don't know, I, I fully support his decision. I mean, I, I think if, you know, football is not first, um, your family is, your family's safety and all that, and I think that he – He's processing that, right? He's, he's looking at the safety of his family and his own health and, you know, his career. You know, as much as I don't want to see that, I, when I saw the news, I was like, okay, I, I get it, man. Like, I, I fully support that decision. So
1: Yeah, me too. I totally get it. I understand. And I don't know what family life he has. You know, does he have someone in his family that, where their immune system is compromised? I,
0: Even I if you're known. a single guy right you have no wife no kids no nothing right even if he's that i'd still support him he's just yeah. like you know i'm looking out for my health I, I don't think this is right football's not number 1 in 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 my life mm-hmm. it's my health it's you know maybe spirituality whatever it is right and football ends up somewhere else but
1: it doesn't matter to me either i totally think it's you know it's his decision and while it hurts the Packers on the playing field, whatever. If the man dies from it or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? you got He had to weigh the risks, and he decided it wasn't worth the risk, and that's fine. I
0: wonder um, what that – it really probably put a lot more pressure back onto Guttenkust after yeah. not, not drafting a receiver, and you go out and get Funchess, and Funchess opts out, and now you're left with no one in – in line to, to replace that. So,
1: right. We'll talk about that later too. Um, (laughs) So I wanted to look up, I looked up how that works. You know what I mean? Like are these guys opting out and getting no salary? And, and that's not the case. Yeah. Um, They get, basically their contract gets pushed over to the next year. Mm -hmm. So when he signed, we had a one-year deal talking about punches, punches had a one-year deal. He had a $1 million signing bonus that doesn't change. He still got his one million dollar signing bonus. And what they do is they take if you're a high risk player, you three hundred and fifty thousand dollars is what your stipend is for this year.
0: What makes you a high risk player?
1: Uh, medical conditions. No medical oh, okay. conditions. Like if you're a high risk as far as oh, like took for COVID. All right. And then if you're not considered high risk, so if your medical conditions don't call you high risk or you know state you as high risk, then you get a hundred and fifty thousand towards next year's contract. So Funch is he signed for a million-dollar signing bonus. $1.2 is his salary for this year, is what it would have been. Right. He gets 150 of that this year, and he gets $1,050 next year in 2020. Oh, I get it. Huh. Yeah. I mean, he can't live on no money. So right. you had to give him something. I right. wouldn't mind that. <laughs> That's, it's more than I make. So, yeah, yeah I, I could opt out. If I opt out of teaching, I don't think they're going to pay me.
0: Yeah, sorry to see that he you know won't be playing this season, but I get it.
1: Right, and I think that you know, you know, all of our Twitter followers and all the Twitter stuff that we look at and online things, I have not seen a lot of backlash from players opting out, which is I think is great. I mean, let's call it what it is; it's a life decision. It is, no doubt. So, in order to, you know, fix that situation, because. I believe that Funches was the second best receiver. I know you think Lazard was and, and we don't agree about about that. But I think Funches was the two guy, the number two guy. And how do you replace him now? Everybody just bumps up. Yeah. Lazard becomes your two, right? And then you hope MBS and Saint Brown well, and Kumaro and Shepard. It was good
0: it was good news for Kumaro because he was on the bubble there.
1: So I thought for sure Kumaro was gonna get cut.
0: Yeah. And now without him, if everybody moves up one one spot, I mean that's Kumar Kumaros pretty much got himself a spot on the team again this year, which is right. good because I, I think every he's a fan favorite. Everybody likes him. I think he's still a developmental player. He's still coming into his own, so he can only he's only going to improve. I so. hope so. Yeah, he, we need him. We need he only him caught this like year.
1: Fifteen balls last year. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to improve. That's only like one per game. Yeah. We play a lot, but so the Packers tried out Malik Turner, former Seahawk. God,
0: how many years in the league does he
1: have? I don't know, but he sucks. Do you know what I mean? You know yeah. why he doesn't have a job? Because he doesn't play well. He's not right. that good. <laughs> yeah, I saw that he ran like a four six forty. Christ, yeah. sick as re at a receiver. Why?
0: What does that mean that they tried him out?
1: Is he? Well, they brought him in, and said, "Hey, catch oh. some passes." I don't know. Like, is go he, run he, down the field fast. That's 40 what? time you're sorry behind. There you go, Mike. Is, and Custom. Is four he just hanging out, hanging out in Green Bay? Just No, they with, brought him in. You know what I mean? Wherever he was living, they brought him in for a tryout. 4 6. Mm. There's freaking yeah. linemen that run 4 6. Oh, my Jeez. God. 4 6. Wow. <laughs> There's a reason you don't have a job in League turners, because you can't play. Everson Griffin runs a 4 6. Right, and he's almost 300 pounds. <laughs> oh, we'll talk, no. talk about him
0: in a bit, but. Uh, that yeah. Did, that's, that's a quick lineman.
1: But I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're not going to find that guy. Right now, the rosters are all like 85. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they haven't started to cut guys down. If they're not on a roster right now, they're not worth putting on your roster. I don't care how bad your wide receiver room looks. <laughs> Jesus. It's yeah. awful. So it yeah. begs the question, who, if you're going to bring someone in, it ain't going right. to be Malik Turner, I'm guessing. Who's I still out there? Him. I guess it's Antonio Brown. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other topic, but
0: what would you do? Would you, what are your thoughts on Antonio Brown well, I, coming to Green Bay?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen any of his like music videos and stuff? That dude has no. like, fallen off. <laughs> he is deranged. <laughs> he is and he also is facing a suspension, right? So Yeah, you, so if, even if
0: you do, he do, it's eight games. So he's only going to play half the season.
1: Yeah, I'm out on Antonio Brown. <clears throat> I Super talented, right? I, he's more talented than everybody but Devontae Adams on the roster right now in the wide receiver room. Yeah. And Green Bay, either he'd go stir crazy in Green Bay because there ain't nothing to do there, or yeah. it would be good for him. I don't know. I'm not in on him at all.
0: Yeah. Ethically, I'm against it. But, like, when it comes to the Packers winning, all of my ethics, like go out the window (laughs) (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) And I'm just like, who Antonio Brown? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Um, Should we bring him in? Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. That's just kind of how my mind works with the Packers.
1: You know, I think when McCarthy was a coach, and I, I don't know why I think this, but McCarthy was more of a like straight line guy. You know what I mean like a yeah. hard nosed kind of a tough guy? I wonder if it would be different with Lafleur as the coach. Do you know what I mean? Do they still have the Packer way?
0: I think so. I think especially in this this next year, you're going to see more of that from Matt Lafleur because he's he's now he's established himself. Right? He's got some. Something to build on from last year. He went thirteen and three as a rookie coach. I mean,
1: yeah. So he gets a little. He gets that, right? He he has sure. a little bit of. I, I did this, and therefore you need to toe the line. I just meant the yeah. m- the mentality of the coach, the the demeanor of the coach. Yeah. And I don't know that that one hundred percent gives you respect or not to be a badass, but. Oh.
0: I don't see Brown ending up in Green Bay. I think it's just all kind of like rumors floating around. I think someone will somewhere along the lines, maybe after his suspension, when teams are just like going through injuries and trying to get into a playoff spot and stuff like that, because it's going to be mid-season when he's his suspension is lifted. So maybe that's where teams will actually start to make more of a, a more of an interest towards him.
1: Uh, I was reading somewhere that they had like odds, and the odds were like two to one. Like, I mean, it's yeah to have odds, but yeah. They they thought that that was the team he was going to go to. If I'm trying to bring in somebody like that, some troubled soul at wide receiver, I bring in Josh Gordon. Oh,
0: he's very troubled soul. Yeah, Jesus.
1: But he's troubled. Like he's not wow. Like he's not going to come out in the media and start bashing people. Like destroy the karma and destroy the you know the whole chemistry of the team. He's just going to not show up for practice, and he's going to yeah. drink too much and that kind and of party. Thing. Yeah. And maybe in Wisconsin, you know, a guy with a drinking problem is probably not the best place for him to be. Exactly. But,
0: exactly. It's just going <laughs> to exasperate things for old Josh Gordon.
1: I, that's the guy I would bring in. He's talented. Is he as talented? You know, I mean, he's clearly probably lost a step. He hasn't really played in a while. He hasn't played, you know, f- full seasons in a while. But I, I would bring him in. I'm going to bring in a guy that has troubles. It's not Antonio Brown. It's Josh Gordon. So let's move on. The Packers are... Well, maybe they will need to but they are trying to get the 2024 draft in Green Bay and they also have put in a bid for the Big Ten Championship the football Big Ten Championship now there's a huge window it's between 2023 and 2030 that they would try to get that Big Ten Championship what are your thoughts on that
0: I think the draft would be super cool um, you know we talked earlier about like where this would happen, like what venue they would take place at. But I guess it would just be like in the atrium of, of Lambeau field since there isn't too many venues in green Bay, it's pretty limited as far as like supporting something like that. But that would be super cool to have it right, right at the stadium.
1: I think so. I mean, they're certainly not going to have it at like the local Elks lodge or something. You know what <laughs> what <I> mean, like <laughs> Because that's Moves the head uh, on the wall. <laughs> there's like, because
0: that is the next alternative.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that would be great. Um, I don't know that Green Bay and the surrounding areas has enough, like, hotel rooms or or just, I mean. I don't know.
0: I I could also see something like, you know, a lot of people getting um, accommodations in Milwaukee and driving up.
1: Yeah, it would have to be,
0: right? Or Chicago, even.
1: Madison is too far away. and There's not a straight line from, you know, Madison to Green Bay. So Milwaukee would be an, an option. And they have built quite a few hotels in that I-43 corridor going from Milwaukee to Green Bay. Yeah. So you could stay in Port Washington or Grafton or any, anything along the way or past it. So maybe. It's not going to be the plush accommodations that NFL, like, you know, owners are used to. Well, they could stay at the, up in Kohler. I don't know. Kohler would probably be where all the NFL guys would stay. You know, they'd probably block that off for them. Yeah. But we'd be staying at the Holiday Inn Express or whatever. Yeah, Average Cheese would be in attendance for sure. Absolutely. We're going. We're going to that. 2024. I'm still on the planet I'm going to go. Exactly. So your brother, Brett Favre, is in the news again? I know.
0: I, I, I feel like our every one of our episodes should just have like a, a Brett Favre segment, like an update. <laughs> yes. It should. What's playing the
1: latest golf. on Brett, our friend Brett?
0: Uh, well, playing golf with Trump. Right. And, and why, why is he out doing all these things? You know, it's like, he just cannot accept, I don't know, the not being in the spotlight anymore. It's like his midlife crisis, just trying to do anything to get himself back into the spotlight. It's just, it's kind of embarrassing. And then there there was also an article where why he, he just decides to say things that he feels is relevant you know he was talking about his addiction when he played and stuff like that and like you know how he was like going about it in the locker room like asking other teammates you know for for some of their pain pills so that he could get more and, and get high and stuff like that and it's like dude why are you coming out and saying this stuff you know why it has no relevance in any. i think he's trying to like almost resurrect his past in a way and just, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, I, I got to say some stuff about, you know, like my addiction. So I can kind of like, I can kind of clear my name on, on on that. It's like, that's not exactly clearing your name. It's just kind of making you look like a scheming addict that you were, but I don't know. He, he's all over the place lately. And then now he's going into, I don't now he's an advocate for some company called Green Eagle. It's okay. like a CBD, CBD company that deals with like, CBD is like for pain and. Pain management and stuff like that. They got this photo of him, like, you know, he's got like the 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 company's T-shirt on, and he's just like, you know, in this like, he's got a football in his hand, like he's looking downfield, real serious, like he's gonna throw like a touchdown pass. He <laughs> just can't let any of this go, you know.
1: Well, did, did was the painkiller thing in the same article as the CBD? No, I think they were separate articles. Okay, because I don't know. Like, I just think is Brad out of money? Or something. I don't.
0: You just don't see this really out of uh, other Hall of Fame athletes, right? It's just kind of weird.
1: That's why I'm asking. Like, if you live in Miss, you know, driving your tractor around Mississippi or whatever. I mean, how much gas money do you need? I don't know. Like, I I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Why are you telling us about your painkiller addiction? We already knew. Can you let this stuff just go away?
0: Or how, how about this? How about this? How about if he if he's really feels so badly about that, like do something good about it and be, you know, get involved in like, I don't know, organizations that, uh, you know, treat addiction, right? And be like a spokesman for that and help people where you can Mm -hmm. like speak, speak with people who have addiction and say, Hey, you know I'm Brett Favre. Look at me. I I went through the same kind of things you did. This is what I did to get treatment, and blah blah blah. But not not like yeah. Hey, back in the day in the locker room, I used to ask so and so for a couple more pills.
1: Or at the minimum, go to the rookie symposium and say, Hey, my name is Brett Favre. Right. You know who I am, and don't go down this road. Like, here's what happened to me, and it almost cost me my career, my marriage, and all kinds of other things. But why are you – like, we talked about this, like, in the first episode, in episode zero, about him owing the state of Mississippi, like, a million dollars. Why are you taking a million dollars in speaking fees from the state of Mississippi? Just do the stuff for free, man. Come on. You've made stupid money over your career. You know what, Brett? Write a book. Or something. Exactly. That's what everybody I, I was else actually does.
0: thinking of that too. I was actually thinking the same thing. Just write a book and get it all in there.: Yeah
1: I want People will buy it? Tour.
0: People go on a book tour, sign autographs.
1: I'll buy it, Brett. I will buy oh, your first book. He don't even have to sign it. Ever <laughs> since he left Green Bay, it's just
0: been he hasn't done it you know he's just tarnished his name. you know continues yeah. to do it. I, I just don't know why.
1: Please, Brett, just stop. Please yeah. stop. All right, let's move on. That always gets me fired up. I know. God dang it. It's like Brad. the Brett, Brett Favre segment. He just can't. All right, never mind. Let's move Whatever. on. Major League Baseball, the NHL, and the NBA are all playing games right now. Right? And Major League Baseball has had a problem with the, with the Cardinals and the Cubs and the Marlins have all had I don't want to call them outbreaks, but they've had significant amount of COVID cases. Yeah. In fact, the Cardinals, F the Cardinals, man. I, I swear to God, I hate the Cardinals. I hate the Cardinals yeah, more than the Cubs. Too. And they, like they, they keep having these cases. Like the Brewers had to, their opening series was supposed to be at home versus the Cardinals. And again, who cares if they're at home because no one's going to watch the games, but they're supposed to be at home. They had to cancel the entire series because the Cardinals came down with COVID, right? Right. And now the Cardinals had to, again, cancel games against the Cubs because they have more cases. So how do you fix that? Do you know what I mean? Like, the NBA seems to have figured it out. The NHL seems to have figured it out.
0: Yeah. Major League Baseball is just tripping all over themselves. Now now it's just that the true test is going to be how will the, the NFL has sort of got a plan, but how are they going to figure it out?
1: Well, the the common denominator between the NHL and the NBA is they're playing in a bubble. Correct. The NBA has had zero COVID cases since, like the initial one or two. So the bubble clearly works. The NHL, same thing. Now the NHL is playing. I think they're one of theirs. Is I think both of them are in Canada. I think think both their bubbles are in Canada, where they don't have anywhere near the amount of COVID cases that we do. But so it got to me to thinking. So when we were, when the boy and I were traveling home from Tennessee. We ended up flying to Orlando. Well, I don't know why. (laughs) Thank you, Southwest. We flew from Tennessee to Orlando and then back to Milwaukee, (laughs) which makes no sense at all. Well, flying
0: in and out of Milwaukee is always tough because there's
1: just. Well, we flew directly to Nashville, and then for some reason, we had to go from Nashville to Orlando. And the boy and I were the only two people to go from Nashville. We were the only two people dumb enough to go from Nashville to Orlando and then back to Milwaukee. And on top of that, we got stuck in the airport in Florida on the tarmac because there was lightning, which is All a long right. way of me, a long way of me explaining why I did my own bubble plan. Nice. Let's so we were sitting on the plane for an hour and I decided to draw up my own bubble plan. But I just think that that's, if you want to ensure football, you can't just go about life normally. You know the NBA has 15 players on their roster. they're quarantining. I don't know how many people are on an NHL roster, but on an NFL roster you have 53 players plus practice squad guys. right. What are the chances of them going out in public and getting it and spreading it? It's hmm. pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, let's let's do the bubble plan. Let's right. do it, and then we can always save, we can save some of this other stuff for next time. All right. Because I think it's,
1: it's, it's relevant now. Right on. So I got to put it in front of me. Nice. Wow. He's. I got a notebook geez. with my bubble plan. Sales so bubble plan. Yes. Listen, listen up. Uh, listen up, Roger Goodell. Yeah. I'll send our podcast link right to you so you can just do it this way. So the there are four divisions in the NFC and four in the AFC, right? right. Packers are in the North. So you have a regional bubble. This is the idea. You have a regional bubble. So for I'll just go with the Packers. The Packers, the Lions, the Vikings, the Bears, they all have a bubble in Minnesota, let's say. And mm-hmm. you play a round robin twice of Why your Minnesota? division. Uh, Minnesota because Green Bay can't accommodate, you know what I mean, couldn't accommodate four NFL teams plus their personnel. I thought – and Chicago seems to have way more cases of COVID. Um, the other thing what I about, thought go what ahead. What about
0: dome what about dome versus open stadium?
1: I think open... well, right, open air stadium would be better. And I'm not Minnesota saying Minnesota has
0: the retractable roof, right?
1: I think they do have this they have the Gopher Stadium that they played football in when they were waiting for right. their stadium to get built. So they right. could have it there. The other reason behind that is Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, that St. Paul area, while it's a pretty large, is also spread out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I thought was, how do you then quarantine teams? So Mm -hmm. in Minnesota, there are private colleges around there. You, every team goes to a separate private college and they Mm -hmm. stay in their dorms. Um, It would help out the colleges, which are hurting badly for because of COVID, right? But it also quarantines guys, and you are able if you know if you take up half of a dorm or whatever, or one side of a dorm a building, you can get all fifty-three guys, and they're easily. Yeah. What or if a you? Floor.
0: What if the NFL determined in each division the safest city? Sure. You know, what I mean, like whoever has the least amount of cases or, or whatever, and maybe Minnesota is that pick. Maybe it's Detroit. I don't know. but
1: Yeah, maybe it is. I, I, well, did, but, you, yeah, I thought Michigan I'm just saying, it. like,
0: as far as, like, trying to pick the city. But, yeah, yeah, Minnesota would work. And bubbling them in each team into every college sounds like a, like a plan.
1: And then, you know, in the other divisions, like Arizona, the Rams, San Francisco, Seattle, they bubble somewhere also. And it's the same idea. And you play your division twice in a row. So the Packers would play the Lions, Bears, Vikings. And then again, they'd play the Lions, Bears, Vikings in the same order. They would play their six division games right off the off bat. The bat. Oh. And it's, the schedule wouldn't change. So then you'd have to move bubbles. So maybe you take a week oh, right. off. And, and the next, you know, the Packers, uh, the North plays the South this year. The NFC North plays the NFC South. So then you have a bubble there. Wherever maybe it doesn't matter if it's in the north or the south. I picked Florida, which I I know has a
0: a bazillion cases.
1: Right, they would have to quarantine super efficiently in Florida. But pick any. Well, what if you did
0: this? What if you so after you play twice through the division? Mm -hmm. What if you quarantined? So you basically take a a week or two pause in the season before you switch bubbles. I don't
1: know. Yeah. No, right. Yes. You take a bye week. You would have to do that just for travel purposes anyway True. and to get things set up. So you set up in a place, let's say, maybe it's in the north. Maybe Probably if you're six weeks in, the north is still a viable place. Do you know what I mean? Like weather-wise. Yep. But, but you bubble again and you play your four games there in that right. bubble. And then the Packers play the AFC South in the next four. And it's, a, it's another bubble and you just continue to, you play your games in groups because every division, like the Packers play the AFC South, everybody in that division plays the AFC South. Right. right. So yeah. you're able to bubble your teams then. And I don't think you play a 16 game season because the travel then gets a little bit wonky. So, yeah. At, yeah. so you I was going to ask
0: about that next.
1: Yeah. so That, you, that gets so at, you how many
0: games so far?
1: If you play your division games at six games, Mm-hmm. Right. You play each team twice. Right. And then you play the NFC versus, you know, the North versus the South. That's four games. So you're at 10. Okay. And then you f- play your four games against the South. That's four, another four. That's 14 games. Yeah. So you take travel into consideration. You go from there. There, There's your season. Your, game, your season is 14 games. Um, If you wanted to play 16 because you thought the revenue was too small, I don't know that that's I – mean, and maybe like Fox and, and CBS would want you to do that. Then you just play crossover games within your division, but then again, they're in a bubble. So if the Packers were going to play their, their crossover games, maybe they play three. Maybe that's the um, the compromise because it's usually 16 games. Maybe you play another four-man round robin and you seed it, according to, like, overall record or something. So if you're, you know, like, the let's say the, the North plays the NFC East with Dallas and the Giants and the Eagles and stuff.
0: hmm
1: And you just play crossover games with them. Maybe you seed them. Like, the number one team from the North plays the number four team from the East. The number one team from the North gets the three and the four from the East. And the number two team gets the – you know what I mean? Like, you you break it up and you give them an advantage for being – having a better record. Right. But you bubble them so that they only play, you know, one game or two games or three games, however you want to do it. Or maybe you just play like we did with the NFC South or the AFC South. You just play a three team round robin and you play everything, everybody within that bubble. I think that the TV networks would probably balk at not having as many games.
0: True. I think my questions for you, for your plan would be, Mm -hmm. would how would the testing look from moving from one bubble to the next and then what is the plan if, if somebody does test positive what yeah. like let's say god forbid anybody tests positive but let's just say it's Aaron Rodgers tests positive mm-hmm. what what happens
1: you follow the same do? protocols that the nba does they quarantine so i would say after the bubble before they get on a plane they all get tested everybody okay. within let's so so after the division round where they're playing the NFC North. Everybody gets tested in that situation before they move on. If they test positive, let's say Aaron Rodgers tests positive, he doesn't go along.
0: So maybe as you move out of the bubble, you're tested. And as you move into a bubble, you're tested because you could.
1: You You get it along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. I I think that's the most efficient way. Now, granted, they're probably going to get tested throughout the the process, especially if they're somewhere for six weeks. Right. Or for three weeks, they're going to get tested within. Um, but, yes, I think you, they would be mandatory to test all of your guys on the way out and on the way in. And maybe they just – they got to go through the same protocols as the NBA. You test positive, okay, you have to have two negatives before you are able to come back to the facility or back to, back to playing and just go at it that way. And, yeah, you might be without Aaron Rodgers for three weeks, but yeah. you have football for three weeks.
0: True. But how does that shape up with the in comparison to other, you know, like if you win the Super Bowl and you won it because other key players, you just got lucky and your team kind of uh, stayed a state health more healthy than other teams, that are, is there an asterisk next to your Super Bowl win? I don't know. I,
1: I think regardless, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. Like the like right. the Bucks just True. the Bucks just guaranteed they have the number one seed for the playoffs, they just locked that up like, uh, like two games ago. You know if they win an NBA title, they're all – it's going to be asterisks, right? If the Lakers win, True. they won't say that. But if the Bucks win or somebody that doesn't win it as often, yeah, I think there will be that. But I don't think it's luck. I think True. it's dedication to the process. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, how disciplined are you and your team? You know, yeah. how disciplined are you? Can, can you keep it within, you know, in the parameters? I think the Cardinals in, the, in Major League Baseball should have to forfeit those games. Like, let, let's have some kind of consequence because now what you've done, like From the Brewers. responsible. Yeah. The Brewers have to now play double headers against the Cardinals late in August because the Cardinals screwed it up. So that's now that's true. a disadvantage to the Brewers because you've decided to, you know, you couldn't stay out of the casino. <laughs> that's how they got it. Yeah, I know. So yeah, okay. So the Brewers didn't, and the Cardinals did. So or, yeah, you know what? Those are losses. I think that it has to be a harder line in the sand. Yeah. So I don't know. And then after that is the, a good
0: plan. I like it. I, I do like it. it and then you'd have I, your
1: playoffs from there. And I think your playoffs would have to be in a bubble also, a, a completely
0: separate city, right? Yeah. Playoff like bubble city.
1: Yeah. So you have you know all from the playoffs the, would be. Yeah. All in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have four teams in the playoffs or six teams in the playoffs. Six teams, right? Six mm-hmm. teams in the playoffs and and they all go to a city. And I think you rotate them around so that they all get a little bit of you know, economic bump from that and see where we go.
0: Where is the Super Bowl this year? I don't know. <laughs> Let's look it up. That that's also interesting to see like where where it is for with this whole COVID situation what type of risk that city's under right now, what type of risk it's going to be come you know January or whatever.
1: Right, and I think it would, you know, it would become more about the game and less about the fanfare. You know I mean, that, that, that's always a part of it, and that's why Green Bay will probably never host the Super Bowls because they can't do all the off-site
0: stuff. Uh, so uh, with your plan, you, you wouldn't want to do the playoff games in the same city as the Super Bowl, right? You'd no. want to separate those, right?
1: Right. The okay. AFC would have their own bubble. The NFC would have their own bubble.
0: Okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And then they would come together for the Super Bowl because at that right. point, again, but you're testing out of the bubble and into the Super Bowl bubble, right? right? And I still think they use college campuses for all of them. I, I think that it's possible because a lot of college kids aren't going to be going back.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I think it depends on the college though, right? Because some, some cities are you know have different different restrictions than others. So I guess it would depend too on like the location of the college campuses, but there's probably some type of facility that'll house, maybe, maybe not a college campus. Maybe it's just an entire hotel.
1: Or that. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It could, yes. It could be anything you Shut like the
0: whole that. hotel down.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, it's something like that. The only reason I said the colleges is because I think the colleges would be clamoring and all, they'd be climbing all over the NFL to try to get that revenue because yeah. they are all hurting. I mean the the MAC conference just decided they're not going to play football. Yeah, that is I saw a that. disaster. And the yeah. Big 10 uh presidents or whatever they call them are meeting also to talk about whether they're going to play football. If they don't play football in the fall, that is going to be a bad bad thing for colleges. Like that's oh, a huge. big money driver for most of the athletic departments. Huge. So I think that colleges would do backflips to try to get, you know, NFL teams yeah. to come there. Cause then they could keep their, you know, keep their staff on. They could keep their food staff on. They can keep some more of their people going, but it could the, the, be a hotel for sure. Cause hotels are probably are in the same boat, right? Yeah. They're all like, Oh my God, nobody's coming.
0: I just think that a hotel is like a campus would be a little bit more spread out than an actual hotel would actually be more, a little bit more resort would be a little bit more contained with more resources Yeah. to, to support the players. Cause they're going to be, you know, yeah, they're going to be going to practice and stuff like that. But like, you you need to eat. You need to like you know do all these things, but
1: yeah, so. I actually didn't didn't think about that. I was just thinking from the the whole lens of that the colleges needed the money, but I, I think that the you're right because they would also have food facilities, but yeah, you have to control all that too, right? Right, and how do you do that within you the context to. of college kids being on campus too? And not only that, the
0: staff would also have to be in the bubble. Yes. So like all the housekeeping, all the people co- uh, cooking the food, all the front desk, the concierge, all the, all those people that are housed in this bubble, whether it's in a hotel or, or wherever, they're also in the bubble. They yeah. can't leave.
1: And I think that college campuses could handle that. Whereas maybe a hotel would be a little tougher depending on the location.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, the, I don't you know. Just give the staff rooms. I mean, it, yeah,
1: it's the same concept. It's yeah, the exact same, same concept. Thing. But I think the bubble idea is what we need. What the NFL needs to do, I I don't want to say worry because that's not the. It's a I great
0: plan, it. but what's what's ironic is like the NFL hasn't rolled out this at all. It's just I like th- yeah we're we're not we're not going to play the first two home games. That's pretty much there.
1: Yeah, situation. I don't understand how you can look at two s- systems and two professional leagues, two professional leagues are already doing this successfully. How can you not look at that and go? Maybe we should emulate that. Yeah, maybe we should follow that. Yeah. yeah. Again, granted, there's way more NFL players than there are NBA players. I get that. But, but how hard is it?
0: Yeah, they're waiting too long. We're already in August.
1: Yeah. So. Do something because yeah, doing nothing is going to be bad. When Mason Crosby gets COVID, how did Mason Crosby get COVID? At church? Like, where he's not going to the club?
0: <laughs> no, not Mason.
1: No. Yeah, like if if he's getting it, we got a problem.
0: I'm assuming it's probably some type of travel
1: that he did. But could be, could be. I, I have no idea. I just I just don't. You you have to look at that and see that guys are getting it, and then try to go from there and figure out what's the best situation.
0: It's easy to isolate a kicker, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right right just tee like, up on your hey, own yeah.
0: mason you're down there it actually put him in a bubble on the sideline with like a t yeah and just and a net and the net and just what else do you have to do a little like some water like you stay over there
1: right you, we don't you don't need to be anywhere near us i right. thought i saw somewhere too this is covid related but not kicker related that they were talking about having like their quarterback meetings like via zoom because if if you know Rodgers and Love and Boyle are all in the same meeting together and they all come down with COVID. Oh, no, it's true. That's you don't a have problem. a
0: quarterback. Yeah, you don't have a quarterback.
1: Then who is it? Kumro, Devontae Adams? Like, we, oh, you know, you, you aren't winning a game with one of those guys playing quarterback for you. So that's what I heard that they were, they were contemplating is is just having Zoom meetings for their quarterback meetings.
0: It would definitely be a new definition to run heavy offense.
1: Run heavy, right. Is have, yeah, you'd have <laughs> – you'd have mercedes lewis in the backfield you have the and sternberger yeah you just have that old t what was it the wing what do they call that? way back in the day where they just basically wedged and try to push forward a couple yeah. yards
0: that's just what it would that. be
1: yeah that wouldn't work out very well
0: awesome i think we're good i think that it was a good good to end it with that because it was like a, a pretty relevant topic
1: so that's about it yeah COVID is taking over not only the world, but our (laughs) average cheese podcast for the day or two. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. And I don't know what the cussometer meter was. I think I had three in there. So, Mike, I'm going to start a jar, and I'm going to drop a quarter in every time. So I owe 75 cents right now to the cuss jar, and we will donate it to the charity. At the end of the season, I will donate it to the charity of Mike from Tosa's Choice. Choice. There yeah. you go. So Perfect. far, 75 cents. And I don't think you had any. So good for you. I don't know. You'll, once you do the edits, I might have I might have had a couple. I yeah. don't think so. I think you were a clean version this time. Nice. Yeah. So, again, thanks for listening to Episode 8. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. I didn't. I always seem to do this now at the end. I guess it's just going to become a thing. Thanks yeah, to wonderful. Dwight at DDG Customs. Thanks for everything you've done for us. I love the shirts. And thanks to third eye graphics. Not Andy over there. We appreciate you. And that's it. Go pack. Go pack. Go.